Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Potting This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I am Josh. I'm Lori. I'm Sammy. Grab your sketchbook and draw me like one of your Navy daddies because today we're watching Tiger Cruise. Not to be confused with Tiger Woods. I was really confused. Um, okay, so after that very funny um, no, byline there, there, not byline, tagline that Josh came up with, I'm going to read the sum- summary. In the wake of the World Trade Center attacks, a naval carrier with civilians on board is ordered in combat mode. I take umbrage with this summary like I do with all of the summaries. Um, that was the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, and it wasn't even... <laughs> we'll get to it it's well done but like that summary doesn't really say what happens in this movie no it's the small weirdly somehow the world trade center attacks is the smallest a part of this a part the the smallest part of this military themed movie but that's okay i mean it it was a good amount for a children's movie you wanted more i'm saying it was a good amount like that was they handled it well so, have any of you seen this movie before? Nope. No. Uh, how many of us read the description before you watched the movie? Zero percent. Okay. I had various levels of confusion. So, I was pretty sure last week that we had made it to, like, 2004 or whatever. I thought that was the general area we were in. And then while That's I was watching true. for this, while I was watching this, for some reason... I just the styling of it and stuff seemed very early 2000s, like even earlier 2000s than 2004. So I was like, man, maybe I was just jumping ahead and looking at our list of decoms we have to cover. This movie is clearly set in like 2000 or 2001. Didn't think anything of it. And they keep doing title cards in the movie. And then all of a sudden September 11th comes up. And in my head, I'm thinking that this is before September 11th. So I'm like, that's a really specific date and a weird coincidence, but whatever. And then they show in the like background of one of the scenes like on tv like the towers falling and i was like shit what are we watching um i had the exact same thing happen where i was like oh 2001 september hmm that's weird i wonder if this movie will even cover the twin towers because that would be like a deep subject and i was just watching this fun video from uh disney channel so obviously nothing like that's gonna happen basically i read this just I read the description. As you tend to do. (laughs) I'm always like, this is a, we'll have discussions, like in the going on the mat one where I'm like, guys, he's blind. Like we literally had a discussion about him being blind. Like I remember us discussing the movies beforehand about as much as I remember discussing the movies after we record an episode, which is 0%. So I do very, not finally, I very strong, have a strong memory of us recording Color of Friendship. And as I was watching this movie, I had the exact same moment where I'm like, oh shit, we're going to have to talk about 9-11. Just like then we had to talk about the apartheid and I was not prepared for it, but. I feel like I'm a little bit more qualified to talk about Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Golly. It just did seem like another one of those uh, Disney channels covering a serious topic movie. Yeah. One that you like, you really can't mess up or it's going to be bad. We have a bunch of the ones where, you know, like Blind Wrestler, Frankie Muno's in a wheelchair, where they handle it, but it's in a very phoned in fake sort of way. And then I can't, I was trying to, while I was watching this, there's this one and then the color friendship where they have like a feeling of like, wow, this is kind of an important, like I could see 
if I had kids at some point, like showing this to them to like kind of get them to understand what September 11th meant or the color friendship, you know, showing them what the apartheid, like stuff that's actually like genuinely yeah. important. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of any more that we've done. So we've gotten through like, it's those. Well, I think those are, yeah, those are our two like real has, have any of the other decoms aside from like those two dealt with like death at all? I, I feel like smart house, the mom died and they handled that pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah that's but that one's like it's not the main focus. But like I think that yeah. one, like if you were trying, like like ones you think yeah. of where they're kids movies, and but they're also like really well done. Like they're kind of the proof yeah. that like kids movies don't need to be shitty. Yeah, uh, I won't say that I really liked this one, but it wasn't poorly done. So. The ones that it's recommending based on this one are not giving, like, glee- I'm not gleaning anymore. I'm, I'm sure as we watch more. Oh, uh, didn't Rip Girls, like, somebody, like, the mom died? Oh, her mom died in that one, But too. these are Disney movies. One parent always has to die, so that's not, like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> A ring of endless light where at the end of the movie, the grandpa dies. And oh, she's yeah. There. Yeah. His grandfather. We, uh, we Grandfather's that one a little our... different than, like thousands of people <laughs> just saying thank you for clarifying that josh I was so i don't to answer your question i don't think we've disney channels addressed like uh, something like this in one of their movies this movie had <laughs> some big names in it name them josh bigly use your bigly voice panettiere panettiere <laughs> I wasn't Panettiere. just passing it off to you because I cannot know cannot know how to know her name. No. I, it's it's also it's kind of weird to pronounce. So Hayden Panty Air, yes. Yeah, her brother was the little boy who like kept was looking he? for his mom. Yeah. Okay, so I was super confused watching this movie. It seemed like she knew the little kid previously. I, but I had no idea what their relationship was. I was getting more the impression that like. Maybe he reminded her of her little sister or something and had a fondness. When they were on the bus, she like rubbed his head affectionately like she had known him. Like I thought it was she her had little brother. Issues. I thought it was her little brother. And then like he shows, I thought for a second that maybe the parents had split and he lived with the dad and she lived with the mom because we saw them both get dropped off at the airport separately but then they end up on the boat and he sees his mom and she sees her dad. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was supposed to be there. like at the beginning we had her little sister there and like, I think it was her kind of projecting big sister. She's like, I'm everybody's big sister. I'm going to have zero boundaries with anybody. Would you like me to pat your head? Small child. Speaking of little sisters, her little sister is Jeanette McCurdy from okay. iCarly. I was trying to figure Sam? out where she looked familiar from. Well, it's that. Okay. There you go. I mean, she, the end. I, I was really excited, but she was in this movie for all of two minutes. So, Bill Pullman is a name that I'm familiar with. And I looked at his IMDb and I've seen Casper. <laughs> yeah, he's probably the biggest name we've had aside from Wayne Brady. You think he's bigger than Katie oh. Seagal? Oh, no, not bigger than Katie Seagal. And I was also just remembering um, Kurt Cameron. Yeah. Eric Idle. <laughs> 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 so this movie starts out it's hayden i'm gonna have to look up so hayden panic panic 
Fuck. Fancier, yes. Hayden plays somebody named Maddie, and this is going to be the first time in Podless Together history that we don't call a well-known actor or actress by their name the whole time and not because I can't pronounce it. But Maddie... Um, I never caught the character's name, and so the whole notes she goes by Hayden. I know yeah, it's hard. <laughs> this so, is such an opposite reaction. How are you supposed to talk about nine eleven? <laughs> uh, I'd rather not, actually. <laughs> so Maddie is going on this thing called the Tiger Cruise, and it seems like it was her choice, but it seems as if she's also not super stoked about it. Her little sister wants to go. And I don't know if I'm imagining this, but it seems like they said, oh, you're too young to go, the mom and her. So I don't know if that was, like, a rule set in place by the family, as if, like, oh, we'll let your older sister go. Because there were much younger kids on the cruise. No. Because, like, the sister really wanted to go. The little sister had gone. I misunderstood that entire scene. She knew everything. She was like, yeah, they have this ice cream it's so cool you get to go on the deck thing i i think the thing is that only one family member can come so they couldn't both come oh so it was like the little sister usually got to go and since maddie decided this was her year okay yeah i think well maddie never wanted to go before she always and that's why the mom was like yes go (laughs) it's weird that you want to go but like i'm encouraging this and she's still like sulking about it like i don't want to go it's like you wanted Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you're going to Honolulu. So, like, brighten up, girl. Yeah. So, they get there. We find out that, yeah, the Tiger Cruise is basically family members of active, active service members get to go and kind of see, partially just to see what the ship is like, but also I think to kind of, you know, obviously military families are, or military members are away from their families a lot. So, it's probably a lot of like, see, you can see why my job's important and that I'm not just like chilling on a yacht. Are Tiger Cruises real? Um, oh, they are apparently. Okay. I'm on Navy.mil and it's a real thing. Okay. I thought it was odd. They kept advertising it as like, you get to see your family members in action as they would on a day-to-day basis. And I'm like, there's no way they're doing what they would on a day-to-day basis with 800 civilians on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. But I uh, love how they kind of like quickly glossed over this. They're like, Oh, but no significant others because that would make things complicated. Yeah, I was like, how complicated? How is that more complicated than like the the cook's dad who was running around? Oh God, that guy was horrible. Yeah, I don't. It's almost as if they think that like. I mean, obviously, the implication is that they would just be boning all the time, which I'm sure that would happen, but. I'm also sure that... Is it not happening already without family members there? I'm sure. Yeah, because, like, they're not not related to everybody on the boat. So surely there's, like, these people coming on and they're hooking up with somebody else. Like... Yeah. But I suppose it might be one of those... Sammy, do your dark web research and see if the site mentions if significant others are allowed. Was it Disney just being like, there's no sex, we promise? I don't know. (laughs) I found nothing. (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna google our spouse i believed you for a second <laughs> on tiger cruise are they literally called tiger um, actually i'm gonna look up the tiger cruise frequently asked questions right here <laughs> some ships allow spouses some don't well there we go <laughs> 
So I'd imagine if it were one where like this one where there's children, maybe not so much. But if it's one where it's I'm I'm like spouses are older, like 14 and up or 15 or up or something, maybe. I don't know. I know that Pearl Harbor is an actual military base, obviously, and I'm sure that these happen there and I'm sure there's a lot of active military there, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like having this movie set in Pearl Harbor, I understand they're trying to like draw the connection there, but I feel like that was a little bit heavy handed to like specify the Pearl Harbor thing. That was definitely heavy handed. I thought the very end of the movie was kind of heavy handed. The actual 9-11 tragedy part was handled well, but like towards the end, it got really like our troops all matter all the way down to the chef. And it's like, okay. (laughs) It got a little military propaganda for me, but yeah, that's how the country was at the time. So I understand it. I was really worried of that coming in. I was, I'm always like, great. Another like patriotic military is great movie, but I felt like they did a good job of not making it, so much about that and I feel like this movie could be translated into anything and it would still work yeah yeah I just uh, like I said it was the very end like the actual handling of the tragedy was fine it was just mm-hmm. like the very end then I mean I guess we'll get there <laughs> and we'll talk about my we're not even at the beginning so yeah, we're not even at the beginning You're like I don't <laughs> want to talk about 9-11 except right now let's fucking do it I'm trying to get it out of the way <laughs> So where were you guys during 9-11? Oh, yeah. That's the question, <laughs> isn't it? Why I feel like this is a thing that? everybody asks all the time. Well, I feel like that's true for any anywhere where you when Kennedy got assassinated or where were you when the World Trade Centers got bombed for the first time. I don't know if that was that big of a deal. Um, just stuff like there's always like that one big defining moment of every generation i feel like and obviously we're all um, the age i think it's also like personally for me it seems like people use it as a way to tell how old somebody is where they're like oh how old were you and blah 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 so, happened where were you when you first heard the name a for me the other one would be like where were you when you heard michael jackson died <laughs> like i remember exactly where i was when i heard him yeah i'm just ignoring it <laughs> I don't even know when you first heard the Walmart yodeling boy. I still haven't heard that one, and I'm fine with it. I haven't either. Josh Josh literally just walked out of the room. He threw his headphones down and left. Josh, you seem very youthful compared to Sammy and I. Were you by chance the youngest when 9/11 happened of all three of us? Yeah. That's what I'm going to start doing. But instead of asking people's age, like anytime I'm on a date, just be like, so. Where were you in 9-11? <laughs> I feel like I've gotten that question so many times, like, out of the blue. Yeah, same. So I don't think that is that crazy. Would you like to know? Yes, I mean, I'd like to know. It's not even interesting. School. We were all in school. Yeah, we were all in school. school. <laughs> I was in a Christian school. We were having classroom in a hallway. And the teacher came in. She's like, there's news from New York. We all have to stop. Close our books. We're going to pray. And so we sat there. And the towers rebuilt themselves. Um, Later on, I was like, I feel sick. I feel gross. I feel horrible. I I called my mom and I went home and I couldn't watch cartoons because that was all that was on TV, obviously. And so like, I just sat there all day watching TV by myself. So it was kind of 
I remember I was in school and I was with my favorite teacher and also a social studies teacher. She, like everybody has the story of, oh, so-and-so is supposed to be on the plane, but her son was flying out of New York that day. So she didn't know if he was supposed to be on that plane, but she didn't know what plane he was on because that's not just something. Yeah. Especially then you couldn't track them. So you knew what time they'd come back. So she was, she just like left the room because she was trying to get in contact with him. And then I remember they let us watch it for most of the day and we were in like, differentiated like the smart kids class or whatever so i don't remember any of our parents necessarily getting mad about it but i remember a lot of other parents having issues in the school had to have this whole talk because like it was history i think most of the teachers were in shock so they didn't think to like turn it off because like hey maybe these god i would have been eight no i would have been 10 i was 10 at the time but then the part is i didn't understand what was happening i don't think any of us really did I get out of school and my dad picks me up from the rec center and I just like look at him and I remember specifically asking him, did you hear about what happened in New York? And like, he just like stopped and like stood there. Like he didn't even know how to like explain to me the magnitude of what had happened, you know? Yeah. I, that was definitely how I remember it as well. It seemed like a catastrophe and like, you can't measure it or understand that when you're that age. I don't even think adults could under, like, it's so hard to. Yeah. And yeah, at I, the time, they didn't know, like, how many mm-hmm. people, how big it was, how many attacks. I think that was the thing that, like, disturbed me. Because I think I was the oldest out of all of us. Not by much, but I was probably almost 12. Uh, and that's, like, the first memory I have, I think, of just, like, not even adults knowing what to do. Like, when you see adults scared, that's when you're like, oh, mm-hmm this is something bad. And I do remember I was in sixth grade. I remember they canceled like all of the after school stuff. They didn't tell us what happened. They didn't have TVs on. We didn't know what was going on. Uh, They just canceled all the after school stuff. And I remember just being upset because I like had chess club or something that day. Uh, And I know one girl got pulled out of class because I think she had an aunt that was on one of the planes. Yeah. And then I went home and yeah, that was all that was on the news. And I was a latchkey kid. Like I went home, I was alone and there's like nobody explaining anything to me. I'm just watching the news. Just like I could tell something big happened, but I didn't really know the magnitude because I Mm -hmm. was young. Mm -hmm. And then like my parents get home and they try to explain it to me, but like they don't have answers either. And that's just like, that's one of those things where it's like, not even my parents have answers. Like we don't know. Like, this is, like, uh, that was a national tragedy, and that's the first experience I've ever had with a national tragedy. And I remember it was weird, too. There was all of the, nobody knew it was happening. So anytime there's, um, we're from, Josh and I are from Nebraska, and off at Air Force Base is, Air Force Base is where the president gets sent when shit goes bad. And so W was actually sent to, I think it's right outside of Omaha, or somewhere near that area. And so there was, like, military planes and stuff overhead, and it was terrifying because it was just like you knew there was no planes and then you saw them. And then like I remember kids being scared because like everybody knows the president is here. Does that make Nebraska a target? Which is weird because like it's Nebraska. But then yeah. I, like just stuff that like that, like thing, weird little. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> well, we got that out of the way. There we go. Let's move on. Hayden is an artist. It's basically all, all of the kids kind of getting established on the boat. The one kid drums on everything. Hayden's oh, God. I, that was so bad. The girl with the sister is oh shut up flirtatious and chatty. She was excited. It was cute. Eh, I, I could understand. I would have punched her in the face. <laughs> I would have been right there with Hayden if I were actually in the situation, but watching it, it was like, oh, she loves her big sister. That's so great. Dad is. Um, I, I, I imagine I think Hayden's supposed to be like thirteen or fourteen, maybe. I don't know if they say her age specifically. She seemed a little older. I would have pegged her at like fifteen. I think she looked fifteen or sixteen, but I think. 
her acting stuff, she was probably supposed to be like 13 or 14. But the points brought up that she's never really wanted to go on one of these tiger cruises before. And dad is starting to be like, hey, why now? And I feel like he almost knew. But like, even if he didn't know exactly what, he knew it wasn't for a good reason. It wasn't because, I mean, she obviously missed him. Like she was very ecstatic when she got to see him for the first time. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he could tell that like it was going to be I'm pregnant or something, not some big news. It was like she had texted him, hey, we need to talk. And he's like, I'm worried about you. I want to know why you're here and what, why you changed your mind. And she says, I mean, they have a really emotional moment right here. And I think she full on cries. And she's like, well, you're never at home. You don't know anything about us. You don't know anything about my life. You don't know how many schools I've been to. Like, you're always on this boat and never home, which is fair. I want to know why they're moving around so much if they're not even... Like, they're not in Hawaii. Yeah, it's not like he's based... I mean, surely he has a base, but it's not like they're seeing him anyway, so why are they moving around for him? Maybe he has, like, home bases or something. I don't know. I thought the same thing. I don't really understand it. I'm sure it's... I I wonder if it's, like, a true thing or if it's... Maybe they just went to... Maybe they this event happens at Pearl Harbor and the boat they're in goes to Hawaii because it's a cool vacation spot. Maybe he's, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, but that doesn't explain why they're moving around because she went to like five elementary schools. Why was she going to all of these elementary schools when her dad's not even home anyway? So like, why don't they just stay put and have dad come visit whenever he's done? Josh, I think you know the most about military families. Can you explain this to us? I do. (laughs) I out of um, all of us, yes. I, it's me. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> um. Okay. I feel like maybe it was like a career thing. Like, oh, I'm gonna be on the East Coast now, so let's go to the East Coast. And then he gets a job switch or something, and they're like, oh, nope, we're on the West Coast now. And then that kept happening over and over or something. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they were just like military kid. They move around a lot. But granted, yeah. I don't know anything about the Navy, so maybe there was some rhyme reason. She to it. does not want to be called a military brat, though. That's for sure. No. Mm-hmm. She hates it. She says it at least 73 times in this movie. So the Tiger Cruise has a ton of events and like cool things for all the family members and stuff to do. I'm going to call horseshit on something in this movie. Their telecom oh. system was so crystal clear. They're like, today we're going to eat spaghetti and then you're going to go into this room and do this thing. And we've got so many great things. And you could hear it like verbatim, even though it was like in a giant echoey boat. Like you go mm-hmm. to a subway, it's like the next And you're like, I am I supposed to get off now? I don't know what they just said the next station was. Can I see the map? There's no way the boat is going to have that crystal clear of a lake. And then we're going to go chase dolphins. I don't know. Well, maybe, I mean, it's a military boat, so they need to be able to communicate effectively. So maybe... I feel like it wouldn't have been that like just the amount of information that was given like that was all of the like setup for scenes that it was just so mm-hmm. like if it were military announcements they'd be like meet in the dock at I don't know what happens on military <laughs> boats meet in the the starboard at 2200 it would be so like we can salute fight. each other for the next hour yeah, at ease <laughs> oh my god you guys um, okay if we're gonna talk about that we might as well talk about how these random people are just like walking and climbing and whatever they're doing all around this boat 
when yeah, are, there's where like where's the safety? There I don't are think this no is adult, the adults only exist to like tell them no. They do it anyway, and it's like this is a military operation. Surely somebody's paying attention. Like especially, I, it felt like a little bit like Xenon, where she made it into the super top secret things, and it was only after shit went real bad that adults were like, "Hey, no, you stop doing that!" Like a kid almost fell off the side of a fucking ship and died. Oh my god, that was so fun because his hat blew off. He's trying to chase it. Or no, he also, was dancing. first of all, that little asshole was told, "Hey, don't wear your hat out here." Gosh. And he's like, "All right, whatever." And then he puts his hat back on, walks out, and immediately it flies off. And then he gets blown off the boat. I forgot the him getting blown off is because he was dancing backwards. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was real windy, and he just like he's like, he's "This a, is fun." <laughs> he's a small kid, and he just like catches a little gust right at the wrong moment, and literally gets blown off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like so calm i would have just been like death gripping and crying if that had happened to me. Would be, i would have soiled my pants i was like wow this is gonna be a fun movie <laughs> just throw them off the boat. so there's gonna be some sort of air show and all the kids want to go to a certain spot because they'll get a better view and they're all unauthorized zones but they're not supposed to go there and they all want to so they sneak there oh. and then the dad gets really mad and I feel like this part was also pretty heavy-handed because instead of just being like, hey, this is a military ship, there's rules that exist for a reason, he's like, somebody died a month ago and that's why we're taking the rules so seriously. But I'm like, I feel like y- y'all take the, the you, like, especially if there's children on the ship, the rules should be taken seriously all the time, regardless of if somebody has recently died. But Yeah, I think that was just to, like, drive home the point of, like, somebody died, that could be you. Mm-hmm. The sneaking out part was so bad walked out of a door then they like put on outfits and took pictures in plain sight it was real bad it was like the equivalent of like three children in a trench coat but they were also in a extremely dangerous area where i wouldn't want to be there like i would feel unsafe if i were there right next to these planes launching off at whatever million miles an hour they're going oh they're showing them like the little map that they use to like coordinate flight positions or whatever and it's got these little toy planes on them and it's literally a room full of kids and he's showing it off and one of the kids picks it up to like play with the planes and the guy's like put that down if they're not in the right position people could die and it's like you just let a room full of 12 year olds into a room with toys do they still use those like i feel like that's a thing in movies from like dr strange love and stuff they have like the war room and they have like little stuff that they're moving around like certainly they don't use those now but like i wonder how much they were actually used well i mean this is a documentary so obviously they use them i'm just saying they could use magnets or something because they're on a ship and that move oh i guess a boat that big you're not gonna like feel i don't know people are gonna die if these plastic pieces of shit move like you need a better system because those things are gonna get moved kids or not yeah i agree with that so something happens with the dad and Hayden and he's like I hear you loud and clear I am declining like they were gonna give me my own boat for me to command or whatever but I turn it down because I want to go home and make sure that my family is okay like if you feel like I'm completely abandoning abandoning you that's not right so he makes that decision and tells Hayden and she's like oh my god this is so cool I'm not super fond of how the dad kind of handled this 
at the start, he seems surprised and that like Hayden should know that this is his job and it's all full of honor. But when it comes down to it, I'm assuming that he's been just career military. Like he probably joined right at 18 and then got married and then had kids knowing that this was the life that he wanted. And so they didn't choose this life. He did. And he was kind of invalidating her feelings and making them seem small because she didn't get how big of an honor and how important his job was and stuff. But it's like, she doesn't, she's, she's a child. So she doesn't quite get the scope of it. She's old enough that she under, like she's kind of past probably thinking it's just cool. And just knowing that, Hey, I'm 13, probably almost 14, whatever. And my dad literally doesn't even know that I like to draw. Yeah, I agree. That rubbed me the wrong way too. his reaction at the beginning, because it was a lot of like, well, this is my job and I made sacrifices to be here. And it's like, you're not even acknowledging that she didn't make those sacrifices. Like you gave up your family and she didn't get to choose to give up her dad. She just misses you. Yeah. Instead of like invalidating her feelings, he could have been like, well, this is my job and this is important, but maybe we can make an effort. I'll write more letters or maybe we can play like a male chess, like come up with something that's like an in-between where he can keep his job but still acknowledge that. Like, yeah, it makes sense. I don't know my daughter. That's not fair to her. She didn't choose this. Yeah. Like he should try to be in her life more, even if he can't be home more. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. If you're like out in the middle of the ocean, you can't just like pop home for a visit. This movie made it very like all or nothing where it was like he either had to be on the ship all of the time and not have any contact with her or he had to quit completely. And I feel like there's a middle ground. Like like I said, even just writing more letters, like two letters a week or something. And is it not a thing? I mean, I'm not super familiar with the military in general, especially not the Navy, but is it not a thing where you're like off duty for a few months? Like on duty six months and then i feel like especially at the beginning of this movie in 2001 there wasn't obviously it changes with september 11th but like yeah and that's what that's like a turning point in the movie but especially if he's like at just a military base in uh, pearl harbor that like they can take leave there's a whole gene kelly movie yeah taking leave i think the whole thing though is with the dad is that it had been fine up till now but was it apparently I mean, to him, maybe it was like, like, oh, no one's really said anything. Sure, she doesn't want to come visit me, but I'll be there, you know, the next break I have. I, I, yeah, I guess I just, I I just can't imagine having this kid, like, like he chose that and like his daughter's turning into like a young adult and he doesn't know her at all. And he doesn't Mm -hmm. understand how that's sad. He's like, oh, okay, now is the time now or never. I have to focus on my family so then september 11th happens yeah there was like a good 15 minute chunk of the movie i didn't write notes on because it was literally just september 11th (laughs) they handled it really well like in this they had the discussion kind of like happened at my school where they were trying to decide like it's important everybody wanted to watch it but also there's kids should we let the kids watch it what should the kids be watching should we give them the choice to watch it if they feel comfortable watching it and then there's like this surge of patriotism and then, like, all the fear and stuff. I think they captured that yeah. all pretty. Like, while I was watching it, I had flashbacks to ever being like, yeah, sure. America, we're all in this together. Like, the sense of, like, community and coming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It and felt the way- very accurate. It did. And the way he got up and he's like, we don't know how many people are affected by this. It could be in the thousands. Mm-hmm. We don't know if this is the only attack. And, like, that's what it was like. You just didn't know anything. I think what was cool about this, not cool, but what this also reminded me of when it happened in real life is like how small the world is. Cause like you, even you guys were saying earlier, there's someone in my class who, who knew someone or someone knew someone who's supposed to be in the plane. That's what happened 
when this happened, everyone was like, I know someone, I know someone who knows someone Mm -hmm. like you, it just like immediately you saw like how really closely connected everything was. Tied us all together. And I think the movie did that well too. Like I did not care for the, the cook's dad. Mm-hmm. the who was explaining Pearl Harbor at the beginning I didn't care for him as a character but I did think it like he he brought that element of like we all know something like we're all connected in a way and so he his brother worked at the Pentagon and we find out later that he didn't make it and then you also have the one kid the drummer kid also annoying he's from Manhattan and he says he like he watched people get on the ferry to go to the Twin Towers every day and like those those are people that he would watch walk into the building and he's never going to see those people again. Mm-hmm. And it's just and he, like he, he went to school with people who whose parents are firefighters or who work in those buildings. And it's like the, it really captured that element of like we all have just some connection. Yeah. Yeah. To it, yeah, it it's we're we're it, yeah we're all in this together it's a it's a thing that we're all dealing with as one country and i think that was a really unique point of american history of making us all like you know set aside like political beliefs and religion and any of that we were all one country for however brief a period of time so they handle all that uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we kind of get back to the movie or at least what's happening on the ship. I think the dad starts asking the daughter, like, hey, can you take care of, like, all these, the citizens on the ship, like, figure out how they're feeling? They find out that, like, they they might get deployed, so everything's getting kind of ramped up for that. And then, obviously, the civilians aren't going to be on board for that, so they have to take them back, but it has to be secret because military movements are going to be kept secret at this point, obviously. And so nobody's going to be at the docks to meet them when they get there and clearly at this point i think is when hayden's kind of picking up that her dad's not going to be coming home and i they made it seem like he was gonna be like i'm done i quit but unless it was just like really coincidentally timed you still you have a a period of time like i doubt he would be dishonorably discharged and try to like just quit so he may have very well been still had three or years left in his contract or whatever like that's not how it works i don't quit yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah it's a whole bunch at this point it's a bunch uh the cook's dad guy he he goes up to hayden who's still just kind of she seems still not fully accepting that her dad isn't actually going to be coming home um he just kind of goes up to her and explains how important her dad is and then that changes her complete perspective and she's totally fine with things and wow it's great that they could wrap it up that easily there's a lot of hoopla like oh look after these people oh we're doing this oh people are worried nothing really happens (laughs) and I think the last thing that really was a big deal was that they were loading up on like ammunition or something and Mm -hmm. one of the dudes finds out and he's like there we're going to war we're gonna do this and this and then Hayden's dad was like yo no calm down and that was it end of story thank you for that summary josh you're welcome there's just a lot of everybody sitting around watching being and being scared which is about accurate um yeah but there was can we talk about the kitchen scene where they just start making music come on join in it's not still a thing 
I remember it was on Sesame Street. Stomp was so much fun. I'm sure it's still a thing. <laughs> anyway, so they're like in the kitchen and the cook's making cookies and the uh, the little cookie. What's, Cupcakes. The mixer. The mixer. The mixer the was like banging against the bowl and it had a pattern. And then the drummer kid was like, oh, I'm going to make it. The and then they're all like having fun. And then they laugh. And Hayden's like, that's the first time I've laughed in. Uh, uh. <laughs> And then you could just like, that was actually some good acting. You could just see like her thousand yard stare after she's like, that's the first time I've laughed in. And then like, yeah, silence. Cena. And then she's like, there has to be something that we can do to like make people feel better in this situation. Mm-hmm. I do remember there was like a period, I mean, the show Friends was an example where, or even just SNL and stuff, like it was it felt like the whole country was kind of like black curtains drawn morning. So it was like, when is it okay to laugh? Cause like this bad thing happened. Everybody's been kind of shaken by it. And it's like, when, mm-hmm. when can we laugh? How soon is too soon? Like, is it being insensitive? You know? So like, yeah. I think that was kind of cool. Should this tiger cruise have been happening in September when all these kids should be in school? She says at one point, She's like, well, I don't know how school is. I've only been in there for like five days. Jesus Christ. That was the worst time to plan. So basically they just picked. That's funny. I mean, so we're basically at the end of the movie. Like Hayden's dad is clearly not going back home. And since Cookman and she got to experience like, I can't say the word. Camaraderie. There Mm -hmm. we go. Uh, The camaraderie. Yes, um, of being on the ship and stuff. She's like, yeah, I'm a military brat, blah, 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 blah. So my issue with the ending is that I wish she would have been like, do you know what, dad? I understand that your job's important. And I'm like, like she could have still, it was just very over the top patriotic, which was typical of this time. It's fitting, but like she changed her whole persona and perspective. I had a huge issue with it because it was, a lot of um, put aside your personal problems for the betterment of the country. And I just can't get on board with that. And maybe this is like very much a 2018 perspective where like, like nationalism is not really respected as much. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I'm like wording this correctly, but it's just like you, really shouldn't put your country above yourself i feel i I mean this might be too deep of a cut for the podcast but (laughs) uh, the kind of patriotism that happened after 9-11 while it felt good because it felt like everybody was a community and everybody was Mm -hmm. one i feel like it's blind patriotism which is dangerous and went to war very blindly and everybody accepted that war instead of being like maybe Maybe that's yeah. not how to, and that's kind of what this was, where it was just blindly being like, "Well, this is what has to happen now." Yeah, exactly. It was like just trust, trust your military and trust your country. Um, they know they know what they're doing, and whatever problems you have, just don't compare to our national problems. And you should just sit down and shut up. And it was just, it was a lot of like, no question, question authority, question. It's patriotic. Like, dissent is patriotic. Our entire country is based around people yeah. questioning what is right and what we should be doing and not saying, like, you know what? That white dude in office knows exactly what all of us should do and what all of us are experiencing, and he knows yeah. all. 
And that's like that point about like us going to war because we were all too focused on like revenge for our country. Um, that's kind of what I wanted to mention at the beginning, but I was like, oh, we'll save that for the end. But yeah, I, I agree with that. It's like, that's a very dangerous mindset to have yeah. because it led us to an illegal war that we're still de dealing with the repercussions of today. Yeah. I, I mean, I was 10 at the time and that is very young, but I was also, for some reason, I've always been very intrigued by politics. I think when I was nine, I did a report on FDR. And when I was eight, I did a report that the teacher didn't ask for and was very confused by on the history of Nebraska. And I like, <laughs> turned it into her and she like looked at it and she was like, what? And I was like, I did a report. And she's like, okay, good job. And like, did I wanted her to like, like I put it, we had like, yeah, wherever, I don't know. It was weird. You were like, oh, you're supposed to do reports in school. Yes. And I was like super <laughs> interested in the thing. So I was just like, can you grade it? And she's like, well, this wasn't an assignment. I think it was like my math teacher or something weird. It was like, <laughs> the teacher I liked the most and wanted to impress. So what I mean though is like, well, I didn't entirely understand 9-11 or what we were going to war for. Like I was probably more politically minded than most nine to 10 year olds. Mm -hmm. And I remember even me, I was just like, yeah, we have to, clearly we have to do this thing. Yeah, it was like, it was, and also I was raised very conservative Christian. So my family was always going to be on board. I know there were dissenters at the time, mm -hmm. but um, the culture I grew up in, it was very much like, we're all like, it's America. I remember driving down the street and just seeing like flags hanging out of cars. Like mm -hmm. it was the American flag was everywhere at the time. Okay, I didn't have a problem with the ending. Like, I didn't feel any of those things because I thought they did a good job of having individuals on the under the dad's whatever in his crew come up to him and be come up to her and be like, like, your dad's amazing. He's the only one who can do what he does, and he helps us so much. And she heard that from individual people saying that her dad was doing something and making a difference. And so I just feel like she saw like, oh, wow, my dad is doing something that he's really great at and he's gr good at it and they need him right now. <laughs> my concern with that is like, I feel like she could have she went to zero to 100 on it. I mm -hmm. feel like she could have still been accepting that her dad was going to stick with it and still been like, I'm really going to miss you. I wish you could come home. I still wish that this wasn't your life, but I accept that it is your life. It was I just, mean, but that's the 13 year, 13 year olds don't say that. I, <laughs> like, she, she, her character had built up to that point that she was like more sensitive and emotive. Like even how she handled that like strange little boy and the fact that she was kind of tasked with taking care of all the younger kids. Like she was, her emotional IQ was, pretty high i don't think we get a clear cut and dry answer of okay well peace out bye i won't be home till next year it's like he knows that this is an issue he he knows that this is so important that he was gonna quit his promotion and now she's seeing it a little differently maybe he'll take take that into account and like try to figure out something better for the future yeah, I wish that had been in the movie, though. I wish, like, the movie had made more of, like... I thought it was understood. Well, you're outnumbered. We're voting. I I think the the way the movie ended, it seemed like completely dropping the issues that Hayden had with her dad. And just, like, your issues no longer matter. 
our country is all that matters. And I feel like if if they had said, hey, this is really important right now. We need to, I need to be here for my crew and my country. And she had said, I understand now. I understand why you're so important. And then he said, but hey, maybe I can Skype you every day <laughs> or something. You know, like if, if there had been some sort of middle ground, if he had, if he, if he had made any sort of effort to ease her concerns in any way, I would have had, wouldn't have had such a problem with the movie. I feel like that wasn't the thing that you're supposed to focus on at the end of the movie. So I felt like they didn't completely close that up. So I suppose, I guess the big problem with that would be that they just foregone every previous plot and every point they were trying to make when September 11th happened. Like Sammy pointed out, the fact that these kids would have been in school, like it was all a very manufactured setting to get a sympathetic. Oh, totally. And like, that's kind of where it's just like, why bother doing all of that plot point? Why not just have her yeah. visit her dad? That was the central conflict for like three quarters of the movie. And then September 11th happened and that conflict is dropped entirely. Like, I mean, I, but isn't that real life? Not the way they tied it up because like she could still, she's still a person with like legitimate three-dimensional feelings. And, like, she had spent probably, I mean, she's 13, 14 at this point. She has spent most of her life not wanting to go on the cruise because she's like, fuck you, dad. You don't want to be around. So it's not like she's just going to overnight be like, I get it. You're right. Wow. Okay. You're important. I haven't understood this my entire life. And now I suddenly do, even though I've probably been surrounded by military and I've, my mom is in support of this. And, you know, like, she military life, even if she didn't go on the Tiger Cruises, isn't new to her. Like, she raged yeah. against it so hard. And, like, sure that is part of real life but also this is a movie that was written by a writing staff Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to tell a story and it just Mm -hmm. dropped the story the dad was so one-dimensional for being like the second biggest character in the movie he was the military man who gave up his family there was nothing else to him i don't think i think it was a lot more nuanced than many other movies out there it's not like american sniper or it definitely straddles the fence a little bit more it plays both sides but it very much ended on a like super patriotic note. Mm-hmm. And I will say the time this is post it's 2004. So it's three years after nine 11. So it, we did have time to cool off a little bit. Oh, but it was still um, like, but it was still very oh, yeah. fresh. I actually looked this up um, just to kind of get a feel. Cause this happened in 2004, which many years after, but still you yeah. know, dealing with um, it was one of the earliest non-documentary like uh, the only thing that I saw beating quote beating this no yeah I as far as I'm seeing like when I just googled movies about 9-11 um the rest were documentaries and then it wasn't until like 2005 that non-documentaries started happening and then on a year respectable for Disney Channel like to put Mm -hmm. themselves out there like that it felt like they were trying something like kind Mm -hmm. of out there and doing this I feel like there was somebody at Disney who wanted, like, all these documentaries clearly aren't kid-oriented. So I feel like I have a lot of problems with it, but I feel like it might be a decent kid-friendly way. And it's probably a really good way, especially for the target demographic. At that age, they would have been kids during 9-11. And so it's a good way to, like, process what happened. Well, and it's also every, like, this is really accurate to what all... Aside from like Fahrenheit 9-11, I wager like this is, and maybe loose change, it's probably the only like, you can't be subversive. It was all like yeah, the it, honor and the tragedy. And you have to go along with like the national dialogue at the time. Oh, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not surprised 
it it's just it still rubs me the wrong way because the national dialogue at the time rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're discussing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh I don't know what else to talk about because no none of the other characters actually mattered to me at all. Yeah. Oh no. None of them. <laughs> I feel or like even the, characters. the biggest, I mean, even Hayden and her dad, the biggest character in this movie was 9-11. Like everything else was just kind of there to get that plot line through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's why so. I'm so surprised it happened so late in the movie. Yeah. But I suppose they didn't want to like linger on it too long. Yeah. They didn't want to be like, let's make a movie. Like, I'm sure once they reached 9-11, I, you know what I bet happened is they made this movie, they reached 9-11. They're like, we really don't have a lot to do here yeah and so they had to like backlog the beginning of it with like some conflict they're like guys we have this giant american flag what can we do with this <laughs> oh wow the wikipedia page for this is very long okay you guys want to know the inconsistency in this movie this is some middle uh -huh. dress tyson shit mm -hmm. on september 12 2001 the full moon was shown the actual phase of the moon was a waning crescent less than a week away. there you go i feel sure like Neil deGrasse Tyson himself edited this wiki page. That's how you can tell if it's a documentary or a retelling of true life events. Uh, I'm just going to read some trivia about the the Tiger Cruise, not Tiger Cruise. It's, I get where you're coming from with the Tiger Woods confusion, Josh. Thank you. Okay. It's like if, if Tom Cruise and Tiger Woods had a baby. What an unholy union. Oh my gosh. That's why I'm confused. Yep, you're right. <laughs> Okay, uh, Tiger Cruise is one of the only two Disney Channel original films to bear a viewer discretion warning at the beginning of the film. The discretion encourages family viewing so that the family watching it could talk about the movie and the events of the terrorist attacks on September 11th, 2001. Do you guys want to guess what the second movie is? Color of Friendship? False. Sammy, what's your guess? Smart House? False. <laughs> The other such movie was Windy Woo, Homecoming Warrior, which oh, was wow, Depression really? for Violence. Oh, wow. So that took a turn. Not the apartheid one, but the, like, the fighting one. Gotta okay. warn those kids. After the scene where everyone is in the bake... I don't know if this, like, how factual these are. After the scene where everyone is in the bakery and banging on pots, it took three months of thorough cleaning to finally get the space back up to naval health standards. I That would not take uh... three months. Just, just clean it, like... Were they cleaning it for like 20 minutes a day, once a week? Were like, they really filming that on a Navy ship? Uh-huh. The USS Constellation <laughs> was, as depicted, actually oh, returned wow. from her 2001 Western Spoonie. That's not relevant. Because, like, if it takes three months to get something up to naval health standards, maybe don't film it on the Navy ship. <laughs> Here's another. This movie has, like, a whole plethora of weird trivia. Like Horse Sense, this Disney Channel movie never made it to video or DVD. Does that mean Jumping Ship did? The I horse feel, in the sequel? Like, I feel like there's more than the, just, like, yeah, that one. there's gotta be a few more. That, the, this is one of two. Like, um, it's weird to me that they chose this movie to specify that it was the 50th fourth. Not the 60th, not the 50th, not the 55th, the 54th. Like, why, why tell us now? No, it's not. That's why I was like, oh, it turns out this is the 54th one. Like, why Why tell me now, Disney? Um, so what What did we learn from this movie? <laughs> oh, oh, God. No. I don't want to do a lessons learned from a 9-11 movie. <laughs> I learned that you can't bring fireworks 
on a tiger cruise and that you should get a visitor card and probably get permission to go on one. Don't just get a visitor card and then try to get on the cruise. I learned that tiger cruises are a thing. They're real. Maybe I'll get invited one day. Yeah, I learned that apparently there's a lot of ladders you have to climb to get to the mess hall in a Navy ship. I learned that it's easy to get into unauthorized areas on a tiger mm-hmm. cruise. Oh, yeah. Probably less so in a post-9-11 world, though. Valid! Oh, that's the <laughs> other thing I wanted to talk about. We, I had been making that joke forever. <laughs> I, know. I didn't know it was going to come. <laughs> it's here. We can, I, That joke I mean, is over. Like, what movies have come out since 2011? Like, which of our DCOMs have actually been... In a post... Almost, <laughs> I mean, a lot. we're because, three years after 9-11 yeah. now, yeah. so at least 20 of the past movies. <laughs> it's been a while now. Yeah. Ratings. What do we rate this? I'd give it a 6 out of 10. It was well handled. I still didn't love it. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 11. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, um, um, I'm going to probably give it... I'll give it a 6, too. Like, realistically, I want to give it a 5, just based on how all of it was. <laughs> but I feel like the purpose of this movie, even like knowing that they put a discretion in front of it was to get a conversation started. So if um, like a, a consciously aware parent watched this with their kids, maybe the subject of nationalism could be something that could be discussed of why blindly following blah, 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 wasn't okay. So it's a discussion piece and I'll rate it for that more than as a standalone. Like this is like an after school special. Let's talk about drugs being bad sort of movie. Yeah. And that's kind of why I felt like color, because we all kind of raved about color of friendship, because I felt like that wasn't after school, especially. It mm-hmm. was an entertaining movie on its own while also being educational and sensitive. I feel like the characters in that were actual people, not just kind of like pawns to get the point across. Yeah. And this so one was this just. One... This, well, this one just didn't have a story. It, it was felt just, a little flat. 9-11. And like Color of Friendship was a little bit more ambiguous too where it kind of did at, like watching this one if a parent weren't prompting a kid they'd be like fuck yeah America, America, whatever. Color of Friendship at the end I feel like it'd be more like if I watched that as a kid I'd be like well what was the right answer? How did these people act poorly? It's more ambiguous. There's more actual critical thinking when you're done watching that one. Like you enjoy it while you're watching it and then afterwards it kind of gets the wheels turning versus this one you'd be like cool, yeah, let's get a fucking American flag in our window. Was having the same issue, like, teetering between five and six, but I can't give it a five because it's not that bad of a movie and I didn't hate watching it and things happened and they came together, so fine, I'll give it a six. That's it. 